Science. Hello and welcome to Probably Science. My name is Andy Wood. I'm Matt Kirshen. We are we're packing them in. We're recording a lot of episodes back to back. The audience won't know this unless we tell them. But yes, well, uh, you'll know because the science will be around ten days old. No, that's true. No one wants an old space story. They'll they'll be like. It is the sort of the least topical topical show. Yeah. Are those, I mean, I guess we could find some angle to talk. No, it's, yes, you're right. It's, you know, because I know everything we do, like, hey, breaking news. This study that started in 2006 right. has been, and was published about a year ago, has now been fully refereed and peer-reviewed, and now... And now next week, po- no one's going to care. It's yeah. only relevant today. Hey. Twitter is a buzz about this study. <laughs> Everyone is a buzz. We, it's a double guest episode. Uh, I've wanted uh, I've wanted Wendy on the show for ages. Wendy Starling, thank you, friend of mine originally from here, who then moved out to New York, and her podcast co-host Megan Rice, who I met the other day on their podcast. He's wanted me on the show for ever since I met for, you for, over for a single week. <laughs> well, Matt, but Matt helped. He you took some of my appliances when I, I moved. I still own your microwave. Oh. I yep. have your old microwave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're not you're not saving up for the yeah we're not bullshit show business friends we're real friends he's got my microwave yeah. you guys haven't heard about the new Alexa we're, enabled we're uh, micro bros about the new, right. you guys didn't hear about the new microwave we're wave brothers <laughs> no, nobody heard about the new Alexa microwave no is no. this a thing it was just announced yeah it's coming out in November it's gonna have like a built-in button that'll reorder popcorn for you, and you can oh, just tell it God, to make disgusting. popcorn. But you still have to put the popcorn. I in I was it, just gonna say that. Does press... she do it for you? That's nonsense. You have to get up. You're at the microwave. Yeah. If you I have know. to put something in the microwave, you're already at the microwave. Right. I guess maybe saying power level five two minutes is a little faster than beep 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 beep, but barely. Yeah. If you don't have time to press a couple buttons, you don't deserve microwave popcorn. But it's also only sixty <laughs> right. bucks. I'm getting one just because I don't have one yet, and I was like, fine. This is. Are you really gonna get one? I had, I had I've it's been here for two and more, years and I haven't bought a microwave yet, so I should probably get one. Yeah, but you're gonna get a weird robot one that like reorders food for you. I mean, I already have this LEXA. I can't say it too loud. Uh, so maybe they're gonna do some stuff. <laughs> she's, you have to spell her name. <laughs> you've got to. to have a microwave that you have to spell words around, <laughs> like it's a dog or a baby. Yeah. I was gonna say, do you have to spell I'm words go, around dogs? You have to spell W-A-L-K? things like walk. Yeah. yeah, you do. You have to go. We're going for a true. W. Yeah. <laughs> and then it doesn't move because you didn't tell it what it was doing. Right. <laughs> By the way, did you guys see Weight Watchers just changed their name to WW, which doubles the number of syllables it takes to say there. It's like KFC is not Kentucky Fried Chicken anymore. Are they not? Yeah. Officially? Officially. And BP is not British Petroleum. Yeah. So Weight Watchers is like, they don't want to be associated with weight anymore. I don't know. <laughs> what they, right, they want so. to be associated with wrestling. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> two-thirds or, of the, or, or two-thirds of the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which also is the part. dumbest abbreviation. All Wonder Woman. W- I mean, they just go for They're very popular initials right now. <laughs> That's so stupid. It's also stupid we've had to say URLs with nine-syllable intros. www. Like, that takes so much longer than World Wide Web. It's three times as long. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. But then, but then it takes longer to type World Wide Web, D-O-T, in its entirety. Oh, I wish that's what we had to do. Uh, what are we talking about? Microwaves. Okay, you, you guys are appliance brothers, siblings. Yeah. <laughs> appliance brothers. That's right. Appliance thank siblings. You. Please, thank you for identifying my gender properly. <laughs> I am mostly a woman. I'm a sibling. <laughs> right. I identify as a sibling <laughs> that gives away appliances. Can a woman be a bro? Is this too philosophical to get into? 
for this podcast. I, a, a woman could be a dude. Yeah. And but a I mean, bro is, is just bro a cousin of a gendered? dude. Is, is bro even gendered? Is bro just a state no, of mind? No, because dude isn't gendered. Yeah. To yeah. me. Because bro's not man gendered. Man isn't fucking... <laughs> man is not gendered to me. No. Like, hey, man. At the end of a sentence. Yeah. yeah. That means that's... I, I will say it to Wendy right now. Hey, man. Hey. But also, See, you were mostly a man. Right. So. I did respond. Now, <laughs> the only thing that differentiates me from a man... Not even my genitalia. I was going to say tits. Nope. Nope. It's body odor. Mine's a little bit stronger than most oh, men. Oh, yeah. interesting. Huh. Did you discover this thanks to your run-in today at Equinox? Can we talk about this? Yeah, well, my Equinox run-in was yesterday oh, yes. with the Bravo celebrity. Oh, it okay. was, whew. And you were worried about <laughs> working out hard in front of this Bravo celebrity? I wanted, it's a gay, it's, his name is Jeff something. I forget his last name. <laughs> That's how famous But he's he on the Bravo show flipping out. I don't even know if it's still on the air. I don't but, think it is. But he's got all this plastic surgery and he's just like a hot, He's a hot dude anyway, but he's so like this surgery, bitchy gay guy. So it works. It's not like it jumps out at you as being surgery. You just no, his face, is, his face looks melted for sure, like a melted Ken doll, but his body's great. <laughs> okay. And I don't know about you ladies, but when I'm... I love a melty face melty and a face. six pack ab. Right. Let me see if I don't Jeff care what Bravo that dick's attached to as long as it's nice. Jeff Lewis. As long as it shows up on time. <laughs> as long is as it buys guy? me dinner. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Lewis. Ah, he's good looking. I just wanted to impress him so that he would be like, good job, sister, or something. And then you get coffee, and then what? And then he buys you a house? I don't understand where this story is going. I just want him to tell me I look nice, and I'll be like, thank you, because I know it's not, it's from, that's a pure compliment. Because he doesn't want to fuck you. Exactly. It's a pure compliment of good job on your body. I think it's disgusting, but I think I'm impressed nonetheless. Right. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think he got lip stuff done. That's not the best. He's kind of got duck lips, doesn't he? Yeah. Those aren't even duck lips. That's like. That's like blown out labia lips. They're scared because it's when the top, which also can be called duck lips. Right. <laughs> They're under, under duck lips. <laughs> under duck. Yeah, so uh, talked- under duck is when the lower part is, sticks out more, right? <laughs> right. Yes. And it also, expo- and that, and it al- on Instagram. And I it think. also describes how you have to, the movement you make to go down on that yeah. person. You have to under duck. Oh. So you got a big old pussy. I had to under duck to get. <laughs> We've surprisingly spent a long time talking about duck vaginas in this podcast. I'm not <laughs> Let's kidding. keep it going. It's including 3D models, 3D renderings of duck, because duck vaginas and duck penises are corkscrews that go in opposite directions. Yes. In this, like they're genital engaged arms in, race. Yeah, they're great. They're engaged in an evolutionary arms race. <laughs> I do. I love weird animal yes, penises. We are very familiar with. I'm a big with... fan of cat penises. Yeah. Also what does a cat horrifying. They're, they're barbed, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Google a picture. Treat yourself. Incognito window. Incognito mode open. Um, Cat penis. (laughs) Click on images. They're the best. Oh, I went video. That's it's it's why (laughs) when it's why when cats have sex they sound like they're dying. Penis picture. Because they're barbed, so the female cat can't can't escape. Look at all these licensable stock photos of cat penis. At least half of the pictures on. Google images when I've clicked cat penis are very obviously photoshopped things such as a human penis coming out of a cat. <laughs> no, oh, no, no, really? that's real. That's definitely mine's all. Oh, this is horrifying. <laughs> yeah, the barbs. That yeah, go the, the barbs. Direction so that you couldn't. <laughs> what did you? How did you guys put both? Did you put? Oh, the that's same a words? cat that looks like a penis. I like that one. Oh, and that one is a cat head superimposed on the swimming baby and the Nevermind album cover. <laughs> and and the album is now oh, yeah. called Cat Penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen Which we, ironically you should always mind. <laughs> <laughs> and here is a description on how to draw a cat from a picture of a penis. Oh yeah. Oh, look at there you go. 
I bet that's a Disney thing. Yeah. Bet- <laughs> oh, gotta be. Oh, God. I we really see what you're doing when you made the I'll cat. Look at, when oh, the- look at that. So how does it stop? I mean, how, how do the barbs release? Well, I'm assuming after it ejaculates. The barbs just like. Or it just kind of like it becomes. Retract. Flaccid, maybe. But it's still going to tear on the way out. It seems like. Yeah, it does. Have you heard cats fucking? It sounds like a baby being murdered. Oh, uh, okay. Because that poor female cat. Yeah, her that's... her putties being murdered. Yeah, that's why they're always showing their assholes, especially the girl cats, because they're like, "Well, someone put some salve on this." Yes, exactly. <laughs> Have you got a balm? <laughs> Very sore. My husband came home drunk and was horny. <laughs> yes, we live in the alley behind your house. <laughs> you probably heard him. <laughs> I told him the neighbors are probably trying to sleep. <laughs> Just so disrespectful, those alley cats. Um, how do we how do we get this out of the gutter? We've already steered it. Um, well, we like you to- have to kick us out of your <laughs> no, apartment. No, no, no. no. <laughs> this is typical for our show. It's yeah. Totally fine. Uh, anyway, thanks for joining us. <laughs> it's been where a great can, show. Where can our listeners find you? <laughs> In the alley behind the house. <laughs> we validate parking. Uh, Okay, so we like to ask our guests this before we get into the stories. What, if anything, is your background in science? And that's ranged from people with full degrees to people who had a class that they liked at school to a class they hated at school to they used to blow stuff up in the woods. Ooh, I wish I did that part. Yeah. To one teacher that they enjoyed. I Okay, I'll go. I like science i just can't do it because i'm i'm not good at math like i took i took uh i took physics for liberal arts arts majors in college what did that entail it was physics without any math so it was just like this thing fell Uh, we're never gonna figure out how it did it but it fell (laughs) was it like what they do in kindergarten where you just knock a bunch of blocks over and they're like okay they fell now we're gonna do the cleanup game yeah basically that was basically they're like you dummies you stupid writers good luck making zero money you dumb assholes was the teacher uh, someone who's like frustrated at having to be there? Or oh he- yes, very sad. <laughs> Not pleased. He had to teach his class because he was like a proper science teacher and just fucking hated it. <laughs> I don't know how you could even do. Yeah, how would you test anything? You don't. No, you can't. I don't even understand how it existed. So it was there. So it was like, hey, it was like the- it was it was all it was it was theoretical physics, I guess, but like. Again, no math. Physics, comma theoretical. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. In theory, it was physics. (laughs) Was basically the class. I'm a theoretical physicist. Oh, you study theoretical physics? No, no, no. In my mind, I'm a physicist. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Theoretically, I could study physics. You know, if I if I put my mind to it. (laughs) But you know, I've got I've got my album to record. But I mean, in theory, we can all be whatever we want, you know, and that's what I'm trying to prove. Again, my album comes out. (laughs) I haven't worked the math out yet. I'm also also a theoretical president (laughs) and and a theoretical porn star. I'm going to be the first theoretical president porn star. Uh, Wendy, do you have any science background at I, all, or even a class you remember? I or? do, and this is uh, the first science experiment that I ever did. I was uh, when I was a kid. I was in the Gate Program, gifted and talented education. Oh, what a nerd! Wow, look how far that brought you. How I know. Many different ways. I've heard tag talented and gifted. Like, yeah. There's every possible combination of those letters. Well, Gate was you? Southern California. Yeah. Okay. So better than the other ones. Yeah. Sunnier. Right. And by the beach. So you were in gate. You were so I was in gate. And, and what we did, I remember we got pulled out 
of the regular class to mm-hmm. go do experiments and <laughs> to like enrich our brains. And my favorite thing that we ever did, the first science experiment I ever remember doing was trying to make a sentence. Jesus Christ, that was hard. <laughs> my circulation's coming back. Yeah, you feel some, my hands again, are warm. some gate program. <laughs> yeah. And, and you were, you were in tag. Gonna, I was going to say problem. She was, in, she was in tag. Yeah, you were gate, yeah. And I've, <laughs> Different words. <laughs> But we did. We took bubbly water, like seltzer water, and then put raisins in it in the in a cup. Oh, yeah, I've seen so this. So fill the glass with seltzer water, put raisins in, and then they sank. And then we watched the bubbles collect around the raisins, yeah. and then they would pop up and float one by one. And that's how we learned about buoyancy. And, and then, wouldn't the bubbles pop at the top and then it would go back down again? Don't yep. the raisins go up and down? Yeah, and they just keep kind of moving up and down. And so it was really we're like, cool. Air is a different density than water. And then and, you all ate the raisins. And, and, the, and raisins can fly. <laughs> raisins are magic. And then we drank the glass of soda yeah. with raisins and we all got diabetes. Yeah. I'm the only one left from that class. That's when you invented LaCroix. Yeah. Yeah. But I know to this day that if I'm in a shipwreck, I need to grab raisins. And <laughs> in the event of an emergency landing, your seat bottom will turn into a raisin. <laughs> That's that's science, yeah. So wait, when did you stop being? Not that you stopped being gifted and talented. Oh, I stopped like, uh, shortly <laughs> after that, that experiment ended. <laughs> You're like, that's, they, that's all I need to learn. How did they decide to put you into this, and how did you pull yourself out of it, or when? Did- um, they tested. They thought I was mentally. I don't want to say handicapped. Is that offensive? But they thought I was like borderline schizophrenic because when oh. I was a little kid. Like in kindergarten and first grade, I didn't socialize with the other kids and I would always so stand in the corner and just talk to myself. <laughs> and I was really nervous around people and I would take tests and like during reading time, I would get really nervous and I used to just talk to my pencils and laugh at myself at nothing. So they were like, we think your child <laughs> needs help. Did your help. pencils talk back to you? Do you remember? Yeah, well, that's the problem is I was trying to tell the teachers, they are talking to me. Yeah. I don't want to be rude, all right? Yeah. Okay. So you're like, this isn't my condition. This is the pencils. Right. I'm getting tested. T- talk to these pencils. Huh? I'm trying to take a test and they're I'm yammering on. You're out of order. And ask them, <laughs> ask them why they're not talking to anyone else. Yeah. It's rude. What, what they have against me. Right. And then I have to finish the conversation. And that way I can't play with the other kids. It's recess time. <laughs> Just sit, see, I'm getting nervous now. Yeah. Uh, but so they sent me in for testing because they thought I was mentally slow and then they tested me and my IQ was high and they were like oh she's just so gifted yeah it was one of those things where I'm like "Mm, is that even real or is that bullshit where they just like get this kid out of the class she's bumming everybody out (laughs) that was it they're like yeah 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 she's real smart she's real smart get her (laughs) out of here so what are we gonna do Uh, I I think they sent me was with like fourth and fifth graders but they were all like really poorly behaved so they just put you in special ed and then you were lied to by your parents your entire life yeah that wasn't a science experience experiment someone just dropped raisins in their soda i know and i kept stealing it (laughs) put her in the gifted class with that kid that's always drawing like knives right dragons And they kept us locked in. We couldn't go outside. And we're like, I can't get through this fence. Yeah, you're in the gate program. Just say something. They're dumb. They'll believe you. Stands for uh, gifted and shut up right now. (laughs) Gifted and the end. Yeah, special doesn't really apply. It doesn't really imply either like direction as far as good or bad. It's just saying you're special, right? Right. So yeah. And aren't we all special? We're all special. We're all special, special snowflakes. (laughs) Um, we have a few stories that were sent in to us by our loyal listeners that, uh, I wanted to yeah. get into, I guess the biggest like thing that's making mainstream news science wise is the fact that, uh, 
Japan uh, landed two hopping rovers on an asteroid called Ryugu. Have you guys already heard about this? Of course, Twitter's I, all abuzz about this today, the, the day of Bill Cosby's sentencing, about this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the Kavanaugh hearing. Yeah. And... Um, but yes, the suspense is over. Two, hiney, two tiny hopping robots have successfully landed on an asteroid called Ryugu. Which Mike sent that in? A Mike and Justin Braw sent it in as yeah. well, but I know someone called Mike. Which Mike just wants to go by Mike, as far as I can tell. Oh, okay. Hey, Mike. Address. Uh, so yes, these two hopping robots, they've sent back some wild postcards from their new home. This is according to amp.space.com. The tiny rovers cool are part picture. of the cool. Japan Aerospace Exploration Agency's Hayabusa 2 asteroid sample return mission. Engineers at the agency deploy the robots in uh, early Friday, but JAXA awaited until today, which was September 22nd, to confirm the operation was successful, and both rovers made the landing safely. Oh, they deployed them on my birthday. That Thanks, Japan. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> oh, Isn't that nice of them? Yeah, they do say, though, that it was a coincidence in this article. <laughs> Shit! The rovers are part of the Minerva uh, 1111... Wait, I, I yeah, I'm I'm struggling I, I to pass this as well because it looks like it's not letter I's and then the numeral one. I think. Yeah. Minerva so two. why is it? It looks like it's like the Roman numeral for two, two and then, then the, the Latin for one. Anyway, Minerva program, and they're designed to hop along the asteroid surface, taking photographs. I just said Roman and Latin, but no one noticed. <laughs> Wait, is the is that what we call our numbers? Is Latin numbers? No, they're not at all. Like Roman and Latin are the yeah. same thing. Oh, okay. What, are, what What's the word? Roman numerals. Well, I think it's Arabic. Arabic, Arabic right? numerals yeah. is the, is the, are the ones regular, we use. The ones, yeah. Um, well, that makes sense because 2 1 if they landed on the 21st, which is Megan's birthday. I thought it was the 22nd. <laughs> Your birthday? Yeah. Well, they announced it in the 22nd. Yes. Okay. Anyway, the rovers are part of this Minerva something program. They're designed to hop around the asteroid surface, taking photographs and gathering data. Uh, one of the initial images sent home by the hoppers is awfully blurry since the robot snapped it while still on the go. Can see. That's a and blurry, shitty photo. Stupid hoppers. Stupid Japanese hoppers. You'd uh, think if there was one thing they would get right. It's they the photograph. <laughs> they should have given them like a photography one class. One we can actually safely... <laughs> Yeah, I don't think anybody's getting mad about yeah, that. Yeah, a lot of the asteroid photos are also obscured by a group of teenagers giving the V sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, these pictures could be taken anywhere. I don't know why they had to go to an asteroid to take shitty, blurry pictures. That seems like a big mission. <laughs> Some of these are good. Some of these are good. Uh, Minerva did a good job. So in order to complete the deployment, the main spacecraft of the Hayabusa 2 mission lowered itself carefully down toward the surface until it was just 180 feet up. After the rovers were on their way, the spacecraft raised itself back to its typical altitude of about 12.5 miles above the asteroid's surface. Um, the agency still has two more deployments yet to accomplish b- before it can rest easy. It's going to deploy a larger rover called Mascot in October and another tiny hopper next year. And uh, the main spacecraft has a host of other tasks to accomplish during its stay there, like collecting a sample of the primitive world to bring home to Earth for laboratory analysis. So be on the lookout for more cool pictures of uh, hopping Japanese robots on an asteroid. And we'll so, get to this. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was just going to ask, so now what kind of, and this is to the two hosts of this, what kind of information are they trying to gather? They're just seeing like what materials are made from, or if it's got a GPS tracking system, like where is this thing going? Like, what are you looking for? I think they want to know how bouncy it is for starters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, uh, this is a, I'm trying to see how big this object is. I mean, it's is. cool. Don't get me wrong. But then you go like, okay, but what's the end game? Besides, yeah, well, that's, what, that's why like NASA stopped doing stuff because everyone was like, "Well, what's the point? What are we? What's the point?" And they're like, "Cause it's cool and we have yeah." Money. And they're like, "No thanks." <laughs> you know what's cooler? Find out Guns about the origin of the universe. Um, I'm looking up the Ryugu asteroid. I'm curious how big this is. Looks like it has 
can I just get the like radius of this thing or the oh the mean diameter? Okay, so it's tiny. It's um just under a kilometer in diameter. Oh, how tiny are these little robots? Smaller than a kilometer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how tiny they're. <laughs> they're each they're each half a kilometer. <laughs> it's 0.86 kilometers in diameter. This asteroid. It doesn't, and I'm not sure about the size of these hoppers. Are you seeing that? I'm not seeing that. He is looking at pictures of cat dicks up. again. <laughs> yeah, I to. just well, just dicks in general, and some of them happen to be cats. So <laughs> yes, Be- technically, I'm looking at cat dicks. <laughs> Theoretically. <laughs> but that is as part of a general, more widespread dick-looking program. Okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure you're not being filthy. Yeah. Let's just assume It's just they're... some good, honest dick pictures. <laughs> That's what people mean by dick pics, right? Right. I like the honest kind. <laughs> the ones that you Google image searched. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't find stats on the dimensions of these things. I'm assuming pretty small. Let's just say they're like six inches across. Let's go with teeny. Sure, yeah. teeny. Uh, the actual Minerva 2-1, or II, whatever we're calling it, is a 3.3 kilogram compact package. Oh, no, they're cookie tin shaped rovers. So let's just, uh, what would you call that? Like 10 I'd call it across? a biscuit tin. Sure. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so they're small, and they're determining things about this asteroid that is less than a kilometer across, and they're taking blurry pictures as they hop around. That's the news out of Japan. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Another episode of Japanese News. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hey, how do do we all feel about mosquitoes? Love them. (laughs) Big fan. This is perfect. No, this is like very, I I have terrible mosquito bites right now. I I hate mosquitoes. I got a couple of mosquito bites the other night. I don't know. And this is they've been really bad. You were not meant to really because they they mosquitoes normally reproduce in sort of swampy and still water. They're like swampy land and yeah, anything so it's near still fresh water. Yeah, and so I think right inland LA yeah. is very dry. We're not really meant to have them, but yeah. I, they seem to be everywhere right now. No, it's like this is the worst. I think mos- I've lived. In Southern California, my whole life. This is the worst. I've never had mosquito bites like this. It's also been the most ever. humid summer since I moved here. It's years oh, ago. it's also the most humid I've ever experienced. Like it's crazy. It's yeah. more humid here than like in the Midwest or New York. Yeah, no, it, yeah, it is. Why live here? What's the point? I'm getting mosquito exactly. bites. Can't can't afford to buy a house. <laughs> Why? Well, what if we told you so that we were getting you a new house? Yes. This is a room we full of mosquitoes. <laughs> Look under your chair. You get a mosquito. <laughs> One mosquito each. Release the mosquitoes. <laughs> that is my favorite uh, gif of all time, I think, is uh, the Oprah one where she just yells, bees, 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 and everyone's screaming and bees just swarm over the audience. <laughs> I'll link to it over on probablyscience.com. If you guys like a good uh, good chuckly gif. Uh, who made that? I don't, who makes any gifs? Or, do we say gifs or gifs? We say gifs, right? That, but I feel like that one would have been taken from a TV show. Well, I mean, it was a like her Christmas show. thing where she's like, look on your seats and everyone's all cheering. But when she opens the giant, um, here, I'm just, we're, we're watching the yeah. video here. It's a giant, uh, what do you say, 10 foot high Christmas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the bees get released. People Everyone's screaming. <laughs> That's funny. As the bees take over the audience. Yeah. <laughs> she does look like an evil That's villain. That's a great video. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll put that in the show notes. Yes, that will be sure. linked. <laughs> yeah. Important science being done. 
<laughs> I don't know what's more enjoyable, us watching that video or people listening to us watch yeah. that video. Oh, definitely that. It's mostly podcasts. It's like those reaction videos, but one level removed from those because you don't even get to see us. <laughs> Who would have thought that's a fucking thing? Someone tried to, the Fine Brothers tried to copyright the idea of filming someone reacting to something. What? That's the 21st century for you, in a nutshell. Because they get like, that's their whole bread and butter. They get like 100 million views from like, seven-year-olds hear Led Zeppelin for the first time. Like, who fucking cares? That's oh, yeah. Is that who thing. does those? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The Fine Brothers. Yeah. And no one else can use react, I think, as a verb. in. No, they failed in that effort. Yeah. They got they got pilloried. They got mocked out of that. As they should. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so, so mosquitoes, what's the story? So researchers have used gene editing to completely eliminate populations of mosquitoes in the lab. Fuck yeah. The team tested their technique on the mosquito Anopheles gambii, which transmits malaria. They altered a part of a gene called <clears throat> double sex, <laughs> which uh, determines whether an individual mosquito develops as a male or as a female. This allowed the Imperial College London scientists to block reproduction in the female mosquitoes. They want to see if the technology could one day be used to control mosquito populations in the wild. Uh, writing in the journal Nature Biotechnology, Professor Andrea Crisanti uh, and colleagues reported that cage populations of these mosquitoes collapsed within 7 to 11 generations. Dr. Crisanti said... I don't know if that's a long or short time. I think it is must be a short time. Would- well, I think it'd be, I don't know what the lifespan is of a mosquito, but... It's Let's gotta be it like up. a couple of days or something. It can't be that long. I'd say maximum a couple of weeks or a few weeks. So yeah. still seven to ten, you're talking less than a year it's wiped out, but probably substantially less than that. You look up the I will. lifespan old, of the mosquito. Old, oh, I thought you were going to say oldest living mosquito. <laughs> <laughs> In a rocking chair with like, a cake. Yeah, exactly. The secret is you yeah. smoke cigarettes and drink, you eat red meat until <laughs> right. you die. Olive oil is yeah. the secret to mosquito. It's just legend. this old grandma mosquito in a rocking chair with just like a baby's thigh yeah. with a candle mm-hmm. in it. <laughs> Okay, females. This is a look. This is very unfair. Females uh, live forty-two to fifty-six days. Guess how oh, long? Whoa. Guess how long males live? Th- three hours. Ten days. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fuck you, dudes. Right. So this this is a su- substantial amount of time. Then this is more than a year. If we're but how long does it two. take before they reproduce? At what point do they become fertile? Oh, that's a good point. You're right. Life isn't the generation. Um, Google. You keep going, and I'll figure. Are out mosquitoes the... slutty? Question mark. Yeah. What age? <laughs> okay to fuck mosquitoes. <laughs> mosquito, Asking for a friend. Mosquito consent laws by state. <laughs> um, so Dr. Crisanti said, it's 2016 mocked the first time in over two decades that malaria cases did not fall year on year despite huge efforts and resources, suggesting that we need more tools in the fight. The approach falls within a category of genetic engineering known as a gene drive. It describes technologies that spread a gene or particular... Does that say suits of genes or sweets of genes? Sweets of genes, I guess. Is that uh, the spelling of sweet? No, it's how you spell sweet, isn't it? Yeah. Is there an E at the end? Uh, of genes through its population. The researchers used the gene editing technique known as CRISPR, which has come up on this show many times before, to modify a part of the double sex gene that is responsible for female development. Males who carry the modified gene showed no changes, and neither did female mosquitoes with one copy of the modified gene. However, female insects with two copies showed both male and female characteristics and did not bite and did not lay eggs. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. As the modified gene, which confers female infertility, spread, the cage populations crashed. So hang on, how does how does something that confers infertility? Yeah. Oh, because you need both. You need both copies, I guess. So the 
mosquitoes that have one of these modified genes are still fertile, but then once you've got a male and a female that both have them and then pass them on to the guaranteed next generation. their offspring is going to be... It's not guaranteed you've got a 50-50 chance. Oh. That's good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, hang on, wait, wait. Is it not even a 50-50 chance? It's a quarter chance, isn't it? If they need both copies to be infertile and, and they each have one of work. each. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, it only confers female infertility. So the male, the male can have one or two copies and then the female can have one copy. Uh, as pa- to reproduce as parents you're saying that yeah, the offspring so, of those are guaranteed to be the sterile women sterile no, females then, then they'll have a 50-50 chance or a quarter chance depending on whether the male has both copies or a single copy okay if, ma- if a male has if the male has both copies okay and the female has one yes then you've got a 50-50 chance of an offspring having both copies if the male has one copy and the female has one then you've got a quarter chance quarter chance but given enough generations, you'll you'll have wiped out. You'll have created enough sterile offspring that it's pretty. Yeah, much I think so. Out. Math is hard. Do you guys right? have raisins I can put in my soda? <laughs> <laughs> this is making my mosquito bite itch. <laughs> I know, Honestly, right? it's like when Every a mom time- with a baby, when their baby's crying, yeah. their tits start. Your mosquito bites are just leaking. It, it might be leaking. That you can feel your boobs chingle when a baby cries. Yeah, my sister when she's uh, she's breastfeeding, and you so when milk, more milk. Yeah, so if there's a baby crying, like she'll, and if she's away from her baby for uh, three or four hours, her tits start to hurt, and she's got to go pump. Oh, but I think so. The crying itself makes starts to like. No, I think that is that. That, that oh, also that, happens that too. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah, a lot of different things. Being a girl is the best. Yeah. You're just constantly leaking stuff. <laughs> So, previous attempts to use this approach in mosquitoes ran into problems. The insects developed resistance to genetic modification. Fucking mosquitoes. This occurred because targeted genes developed natural mutations that allowed them to continue functioning, and these mutations were then passed down to offspring. However, the double sex gene is highly conserved, which means that random mutations are for the most part lethal to the organism. Oh, interesting. Hmm. In this way, the scientists were able to sidestep a potential source of resistance. The researchers now want to test the technique on larger populations of mosquitoes confined in more realistic settings, rather than this very secure lab, where competition for food and other ecological factors could determine could affect the outcome. Professor Crisanti said, There is still more work to be done, both in terms of testing the technology in larger lab-based studies and working with affected countries to assess the fe- feasibility of such an intervention. It'll still be at least five to ten years before we consider testing any mosquitoes with gene drive in the wild, but now we have some encouraging proof we're on the right path. Gene drive solutions have the potential one day to expedite malaria eradication by overcoming the barriers of logistics in resource-poor countries. It doesn't say in this article about, yeah, also, you know, doesn't always work brilliantly fucking with an entire ecosystem. I know. I don't yeah, care. It's I'm, mosquitoes. I don't care about... That, that's no. what I was going to Let's ask. just fucking... Whatever happens, we're already ruining the planet in tons of other ways. Why not get rid of mosquitoes and One see what happens? We can all agree on. Yeah, Mosqui- yeah, but that kind of stuff freaks me out a little bit because you don't realize. I mean, they could be the food for. They are for sure. They have a purpose. Oh, I totally get that. I'm just right. saying, I do not care. Because by the time, because right. how old are we? Twenty-one. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> so by the time the mosquito famine affects the lizards, so the great mosquito famine. Yes, that's coming. Oh, it's a coming. By the time the lizards die and everything else dies because we killed off one little thing that bothers us. We're already yeah, going to be dead, all, so it, I'm cool with it. Think of all the college donors who aren't going to be able to feed their iguanas now. Like, what are those guys going to do to have a personality when their iguana dies? I know. Yeah. And they're just going to be hacky sacks unplayed with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the earth is just going to be littered with hacky sacks. 
It's going to be a, a just well, Alexa robots. And you know every one of those used to be a stoner. Is the sad that you can see those hacky sacks in the street like that. Why did I invest fallen. all my money in hacky sacks just before we wiped out the mosquito? <laughs> Such a fool. <laughs> the butterfly effect in effect. Yeah, I wonder if there is any, like, if we, forgetting that people I'm sure are worried that there might be other genetic things we'd fuck with. If you just tomorrow said mosquitoes are no longer here, what is the most direct consequence of that like what is is there anything that we would notice in the next 50 years i would be less miserable every summer yeah i'm, I'm just wondering <laughs> if there is any uh, yeah what, what 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 it would take it's somewhere in the food chain but maybe everything my cat there's one mosquito that got in my apartment there aren't a lot of mosquitoes in new york but there's one in my apartment it bit the shit out of my legs and i found it and i'll tell you what that mosquito does for my apartment it gives my cat a toy to play with <laughs> Nice. He batted around. I watched him eat it. It was fucking cool. Have you guys ever tried to pinch your skin around one as it's biting you? And the, the urban what? legend growing up was that you could like oh, make, make them, them explode pop with your blood. <laughs> and I only successfully did that. You never heard that? No. Like as it's as it's uh, sucker is in you, you pinch the skin so it can't get out. And then it's like, yeah, it'll fill with blood. And it'll explode. So and it's one, like a beer bong. One time I actually managed to, to trap one and did that. And uh-huh. it, it didn't explode, but it got so full with blood that its abdomen became like translucent you could see the red through it It had like a bulbous body full of my blood and then it didn't it just stopped at a certain point because of course the pressure isn't enough to make it pop but then when i let go he flew and he was too heavy to fly he just like dropped slowly to the ground as he tried to fly he was too full of my blood stupid buffet (laughs) i crushed him and it was real gnarly it was lots of blood yeah so then i had a huge welt for like weeks afterwards but yeah uh, i would imagine that's not good (laughs) for you mosquito bite ever but uh he died yeah so <laughs> your legs like gangrene so yeah, right. yeah. it yeah. falls off you're in a wheelchair you should have seen the other guy it was a bar fight yeah. a mosquito he never he saw could, it coming couldn't even fly by the time i was done with him <laughs> and then so i squashed cool. him and ruined my rug in the process <laughs> yeah so kids don't try that or do if that sounds cool to you i don't know it was kind of cool like i'd say long term long term Net positive because I have that awesome story now. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> my yeah. go-to first Definitely date story. Worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Watch out, ladies! Real hot first yep. date convo. <laughs> yep. So you ever gotten stung by mosquito? <laughs> yeah, I pinched one one time. <laughs> Did he pop? No, got real fat though. Couldn't fly. <laughs> Do you anyway, have cool stories? Go back to my place. Yeah. <laughs> You're at breakfast, like breaking the yolk of an egg. You know what this reminds me <laughs> of? <laughs> yes, Andy, you've told me ten times already. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, mosquitoes. Uh, I'm I'm for getting rid of them. I think um, isn't malaria one of like the best top- population control devices? Oh, yes. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> like one of the deadliest things that we. Sh- that- yeah, well, that's the sort of trivia question and answer. Like mosquitoes are supposedly the most, by far, have killed more humans than any other animal. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I bet that's true. By at least one, if not multiple, orders of magnitude. I know that every year um, our friend and past guest Mike Kaplan sends out an email around the holidays to uh, tell everybody what he thinks is the best use of your money if you're going to donate to a charity and inevitably it's something malaria related because it's the easiest way to have your money go towards actually saving lives because you just buy some fucking nets aren't that expensive people actually don't die so let's see if we can get rid of uh, mosquitoes Um, 212 million malaria cases in 2015 and 429,000 malaria deaths so yeah, I think I think we can all agree mosquitoes suck. I feel like a real big asshole. I'm like, dude, my bites are big. <laughs> <laughs> They're annoying. 
But I mean, it's like, but I was, I was worried when I saw those. I'm like, how are you not Oh, the one on my thigh looks like a tit. Yeah. If, if you guys want to get real turned on it, Jen, it looks like a big old tit. Yeah. Nice. It's terrifying. I mean, they just inject poison. (laughs) Yeah. That's how, yeah. It's not good. But again, I don't have malaria, so I guess I can't complain. Well, maybe. Hey. Hey. Yeah. You don't know. Wasn't there like a case reported in Los Angeles? Didn't that happen? Was there? Are you thinking of a different M, like uh, because of like vaccines, like measles? No, 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 no. Okay, I'm just making sure. No, no. <laughs> no, actually, malaria. Oh, I have because it was. There, I don't know because it was mosquito related. Malaria, Los Angeles. But I mean, that was also probably somebody who oh, like yeah, was in another country and then came back and then was like. <laughs> I'm not. I'm yeah. Sorry. What are the symptoms of I'm malaria? Your cat penis so here we go. Around seven hundred and twenty-five. <laughs> Seven around seven hundred twenty-five thousand people a year mosquitoes kill, with mostly with malaria, but also some other diseases that they also carry. Oh, can they do like dengue fever and stuff? Is that yeah? Mosquitoes? I'm trying to think which other ones. Yeah, dengue, yellow fever, and encephalitis. Oh. So okay, so seven hundred twenty-five thousand. Uh, next most deadly animal to humans, if you want to guess, shark. Wait, 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 wait. I know Hippo- Hippopotamus. Tell us Rhinoceros. No, I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you until you get it. Um, oh, this is going to be a long podcast. Um, cats. They eat, the, they eat their own. Can we play Can we play bigger or smaller? <laughs> uh, when, we, when you guess the incorrect answer, you're okay. Okay. Bigger or smaller than a biscuit box. <laughs> no, no, I mean, it's guessing animals, but then you have to tell us if it's... Okay, let's think okay. about... So and, think, like, and this, uh, this animal kills 475,000 people a year. Uh... What's another bug? So it's yeah, a bug. or like or a rodent or something. If it was a rodent, what would mm. it be? Bigger. Okay, Elephant. Bigger Is it a dog or a coyote? Bigger. Bigger than a dog. A bear? Coyote. Smaller. Lion? Wait, wait. Smaller. Hyena? Bigger. Horse? Jet? No, tiger? Right. Um, we're, we're between what two sizes now? We're between a hyena? Between and a hyena and a lion. And it kills almost half a million a year? Yeah. Um, I don't. I can't even think of much. You definitely know this animal. An iguana. Oh man! <laughs> like in the, a, a snake? No, it's bigger no. than. I a... don't know. It could be a. Maybe it's a big snake. <laughs> those those that urban legends Sorry, where people have the pet snake and it lays and long by them. Yep. And it's not a bear, and it's not a wolf, and it's not. A, oh my god! I swear to God, if you say human being, I'm going to kill you. No. Fuck, <laughs> oh. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Is it? It's human being. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Oh, I hate you. Yeah. So I knew much. it. When I saw that little smile, I'm like, I recognize that smile. <laughs> Look how pleased he is. The with himself. The monster was a woman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the real monster. <laughs> uh, okay, what's man. third place? Let's make this an not, not e- Okay, yeah. Not even close in numbers. The next, it is a big drop off. So it's like three quarters of a million for mosquitoes, half a million for humans, and then we're down to 50,000. Is that rats? Uh, nope. It's bigger or smaller? Bigger. Dogs. And by the way, we are now things that you've already said. Elephants. Okay. No, smaller. Between, Bear. Between rat and elephant. No, no. S- s- yeah. Between rat and an elephant, which is <laughs> <laughs> almost all animals. <laughs> Just making sure we're clear. It's not bigger than an elephant. Okay. Uh, it's not a shark. We've already said it. Nope. It's not a horse. Smaller. Horse. Horses is could trample Coyote? People? I don't know. Dog? Hyena? A horse? I will. I will tell you. Dog is the next one down. Okay. Uh, with twenty five thousand, and that's mostly through rabies transmission. Mm. Okay. So wait, are we bigger than? We all dog? go mm, like we're doctors. Mm, yes. Yes. Mm. Well, I knew. Evidence. Well, I knew that. Some of them are bigger than dog, but okay, most of them, most of them are not. Most of them are smaller. French than dogs. bulldog. Bigger, smaller <laughs> than French bulldog. Cat. 
Smaller. Again, again for the most part, bigger. Between cat and rat. A guinea pig. Oh, well, actually, I, I'm not even entirely t- sure size-wise compared to a cat, because we're talking different shapes. Ooh, oh. snake. Yep. Ah, really? snakes are 50,000. See, and they're bad guys because they bite you with poison, but also, you know that urban legend where they, the boa constrictor was like, oh, my snake cuddles sizing with me, up. and he's yeah. just sizing you up? Yeah, I believe that's true. That's, I believe that thing I just <laughs> Straight called Straight up, legend. not a yeah, no. <laughs> If you go, if you don't believe me, go to urbanlegends.com, <laughs> and you will see. It's where I get all my news. The proof of that story. <laughs> so next down is dogs. Then it's the tetsi fly, or setsi, how do you pronounce it? It's tetsi so fly, isn't it? Uh, which causes sleeping sickness, and that's 10,000. Oh, also, there's a few on 10,000. There's also the assassin bug, which causes Chagas disease. That's I've never heard of either of those. That's a cool-ass name yeah, for a bug. That's all Australia stuff. There is never, yes. in a thousand years, you would have got the other joint 10,000 a year. Um, so what size? Is it humans again? Bunny rabbits. Uh, it's smaller than a rabbit. I died because it was just so cute I could die. <laughs> but again, just see, this is another one that transmits disease. It transmits... Uh, schistosomiasis. Schistosomiasis, I think that's how you pronounce it. Hmm. Not a chart. Like, I'm telling you. Is it ever domesticated? Does anyone have them as pets? No, I don't think so. Were you going to say ferret? Is it bigger than than a mouse? Uh, I doubt it. Smaller than a mouse, you wouldn't have it as a pet. Is Is it it an insect? Yeah. It's, no, it's, uh, bigger than a tick. Cockroach, I'd, super tick. Is it I, I'd say it's around yay big. I'm, if I had to guess, is it a mammal? I'm, I'm. It's not a mammal. I'm guessing. No, it's not a mammal. It is. It, <laughs> it's not it's, a cockroach. It's a mollusk. Oh. Oh. How does it kill people? Through transmitting this disease. I'm going to tell you because you're not going to get it. It's yeah. the freshwater snail. Oh. Really? What you, you know, eat it and then you know how you're like that was on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. yeah. That was my next guess. Then then the Ascaris roundworm with 2,500. Then the tapeworm with 2,000. Yes. Well, that's... We were talking about this the other day about parasitic animals. Have you seen their, like, parasitic zombies? Where that happens in nature? Where there are these animals that specifically, they go in and they go into another creature, they eat its brain, and then they make it do shit. Like, go swim in a lake. super cool. It's crazy. If you look up... Yeah. Yeah, We've covered that, I think, in some past stories, haven't we? I think so. Zombie or, like, parasitic zombies. It's cool. Then, once we get below 2,000, then we got... Uh, then we're back to big, big predator animals that are directly killing humans. You can probably guess the last batch. So on on a thousand, lion. No, that Bear. that lion is get further down the list at a hundred. Tiger isn't even on the list. Bears aren't on the list either. Really, rhinos? Isn't that a thing? Like, don't rhinos kill people? Like more people they than charge hippos? Hippos. 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 That's, I knew it was one of the and two. hippos are the next. They're the same animal. Hippos are the next one down on five hundred. There's one with a thousand that is more murder. That's a I predator. Thought, I thought hippos were like next after mosquitoes. I was wrong about that. No, I think people are just like hippos are more like that than sharks or something. And, yeah. Or lions, and so, like and so people like, sharks are, like are right land. at the bottom of this list. Sharks, t- sharks kill ten a year. Right. Wolves kill ten a year. Lions kill a hundred, elephants kill a hundred, hippos kill five hundred, and you're missing one large predator that kills a thousand. Large predator. Um, feline? Nope. Um, it's not, and it's not airborne. It's not a bird. There are no giant birds. No, this is very much a pterodactyl. In my mind, I'm like, in my in my wildest dreams, would it be a pterodactyl killing a thousand people a year? Wait, it's not some kind of bear. We already did bears, right? 
I forgot what we were saying. Yeah, no bears. No bears. Oh, on this list. alligator no or crocodile? Feeling. Yeah. It's nice. Crocodile. Oh, okay. There we go. Did you guys hear about that um, mayor great grandmother in Texas who shot a twelve foot alligator as revenge for killing her mini horse? <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> yes, <laughs> goddamn right. Headline. Yeah, she uh, she became a great great grandmother the week before. She became mayor of this town earlier this summer, and then she shot this twelve foot alligator during the two weeks when it's legal to shoot a gator in Texas, like the Gator Purge, when that, that happens. <laughs> it's a great story. You know, y'all y'all have heard Not of the science. Gator Purge, yeah. yeah. Um, actually, the parasitic thing reminded me there was a story we didn't do from a prior week sent in by Michael Marsh about some of those parasitic animals. This is a longish article. Let me see if I can find just the part about the parasitic blister beetle larva. Yes. <gasps> the stuff is so arm? cool that I, I know. It looks like a mosquito bit you. It looks like, do you remember this also? Well, the, the place that I heard that story about the snake eating the person is the same book textbook i was read yeah, t- science i read as a child gate program and it's called scary stories to tell in the dark <laughs> my mommy say these are scary science stories to tell in the dark and she'd read them to me and be like now don't fuck around <laughs> this will happen but you. there's one of a spider bite and then they lay the eggs. Yeah. That's in the beehive hairdo or something? Or what's, oh, no, a spider bite. Not yeah, and they're like arm and they go into like the ER to get it lanced because it keeps getting bigger and bigger. So yeah. they think it's like, you know, filled with gross fluid. And then the doctor lances it and a bunch of Spider. tiny spiders crawl out. Woo! Happy Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> we love Halloween. We are we love spooky, excited. Spooky Science Halloween. Yeah. If you guys are looking for a last minute costume, allow me to suggest the parasitic blister beetle larva. That's a point. Oh, are we Can, doing do, a probably science spooktacular? <laughs> I mean, we haven't not in six years, so of course we are. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Welcome to Probably <laughs> Science. Everyone talk. You do that a lot, and it's spooky. <laughs> That's science. Wave particle duality. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, here's a National Geographic story about this guy. Imagine going on a first date with someone whose perfume drives you wild, but when you lean in for that first kiss, you realize your suitor is actually nothing more than a writhing mass of parasitic blister beetle larvae. This is the plight of the burrowing bee. You see, sometimes when a male bee is buzzing along the sand dunes, he smells what appears to be a female's pheromones. Mating is highly competitive in these species, so it pays for the male to buzz in and have a look. Unfortunately for him, blister beetle larvae have evolved the ability to create chemicals that make them smell like a female burrowing bee. The critters even boost the profile of their scent by crawling up a strand of grass and forming a bee-sized ball of baby beetles. These larvae are known for triangulins, are known as triangulins for their feet, which have three claws that resemble grappling hooks. When the male bee attempts to mate with this decoy, the triangulins latch onto him with their hook-like claws and tackle him to the dunes below. Eventually, when the male flies off in search of a real female, he does so with a horde of hitchhikers attached to his fuzzy body. The larvae then latch onto the female and ride her to a burrow. There, she lays a single egg and deposits a ton of pollen and nectar, but those nutrients may not make it to the baby bee because the triangulins gobble them up first before transforming into adults. This is so complicated. But that isn't even the most interesting part. This is, again, in the wording of National Geographic. Uh, This week, a study published in Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences reported that depending on where they are in the world, blister beetles of the same species are able to tweak their chemical cocktails to target different types of bees in different environments. That means the beetles literally smell different in California than they do in Oregon. Uh, This extreme divergence had led researchers to suspect the beetles could be on their way to becoming different species. I don't know if that's Cool. It's like Mimic, but for... Yeah, in LA. Yeah. Smell, so in Glendale, they all smell like Axe body spray. Yeah. Exactly. 
Um, I'm not seeing what makes these like the well. That's what they zombie. do. That's a different. Yeah, that's a different. Yeah. That's a different. Right. But still, parasites that uh, do cool shit. Yeah, those aren't zombie parasites. Those are just like gang rapist parasites. <laughs> yeah. That sounded boring. <laughs> <laughs> they trick the man and they're like, yeah, get a woman. Like, what the hell is happening here? I do like this article compares them to the little kids in a trench coat. <laughs> Just oh, stacked on each other? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I guess they, well, they do that thing in the sands of uh, the Mojave Desert and they crawl up at least 11 inches on their grass stalks. Um, but the ones in Oregon only go up like four inches. So yeah, they're, they're becoming different. And they're saying one of the reasons is in the Mojave, the sand is really hot. So they dislike hot sand and they're trying to get farther They away should move. It. See, parasites, they're just like us. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. Thank you, Michael Marsh, for sending that in. What we're talking about animals and love. <laughs> yeah. I, Back I, to cat penises, are you? <laughs> we never left. <laughs> when a man is tired of cat penises, he's tired of life. <laughs> uh, I'm putting this story at the top of the show notes, Andy. Giant pandas can tell a mate from their calls. Scientists have investigated the calls of giant pandas, and it's not good news for animals seeking a date. Pandas can identify each other from their sheep-like bleats at a distance of up to 20 meters. That's pretty close. I'm not impressed. But they can only decipher the sex of a potential mate if they are less than 10 meters away. Hmm. That's... I can do that. Yeah. (laughs) Unimpressed pandas. That's basically just the length of... This uh, yeah. is a bit more than like this room, is it? You never had that experience when you're like, y- ladies yelling at you from like 20 meters away, hey Andy, and you get closer, hey Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so like bad at sexing pandas. <laughs> These are all pandas in this story. So they can only decide for the sex of a potential mate. Uh, in, in contrast, animals living on the open savanna, such as African elephants, can communicate over distances of one kilometer. Researchers recorded the bleats of giant pandas, then investigated how far the sounds traveled in dense bamboo thickets. Uh, they found that the typical bamboo forest habitat uh, within it, the iconic animals can recognize each other's sex and identity, but only over short distances. Our findings, say Benjamin Charlton of San Diego Zoo Institute for Conservation Research, indicate that most acoustic communication does indeed take place over very short distances. 10 to 20 meters once mates have been located. Their findings published in the journal Scientific Reports could help shed new light on the breeding habits of giant pandas. The work could help conservationists estimate population levels by recording vocal activity made during the breeding season. Mating and breeding can be tricky affairs for the giant panda. The iconic animals live a mainly solitary life and encounters are rare outside of the brief mating season. Scent can give away information such as sex, size, identity, and hormonal state. But pandas also have a vocal repertoire that is particularly important during the breeding season. And the giant panda is listed as vulnerable to extinction with, uh, oh, not even 2,000 individuals thought to remain in the wild. Artificial insemination is used in captivity where the animals are often reluctant to breed. Here's a theory, because these guys are dying out and they have very limited ability to hear their prospective mates via vocalization, right? Are humans only successful because we're so good at catcalling? This is just a theory. It's because we're loud and annoying? Yes. Yeah. yeah. A thousand percent yes. <laughs> like, maybe this is why we've evolved to catcall, because it works. The and if the pandas time... could just do that, they wouldn't be going extinct. Also, maybe the pandas want to go extinct. Yeah. Maybe that's that. It's it's not a problem. They're just like, I don't want to fuck anymore. I'm super lazy. over this. Yeah. 
yeah they're depressed pandas and they want to die they just want to kill their whole species yeah because what do they get like as a human or other animals like horses get tv shows and dogs but when pandas are on tv they're only on tv because they're in panda jail do you know so it's like what even is the point point of living i'll just sit in the bamboo how come no one's made a panda-based sitcom yet Excellent. Well, what are you doing the rest of the we night? Got you guys got, got you horses. guys got time. We I got mean, dogs. Kung Fu Panda, but that had other animals in it. Okay, Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? And it wasn't no, really I mean, a comedy. live action. I mean, like yeah. Mr. Ed style. You have a panda who is the star of the show. You abuse him to make his lips move. So Perfect. You can dub in Great. That person's Get voice Pete on later. on the line. They're gonna love this idea. You don't have to abuse him. You just give him gum and candies, like okay. sweet little Swedish fish to chew on. Is that what they did? I never we'll, knew. We'll what go the... back to the Swedish fish soon. Calm yeah. down. <laughs> I've never looked up what the actual way they got Mr. Ed to move his lips was because all the rumors were just peanut butter. Was horrible. It's just peanut butter. Okay. That's what I've always, what I've were always the heard rumors? it's peanut butter. What could they? Shoving a carrot up his ass or yeah. something? I don't know. What the... Violently raping Let's Mr. See. Ed between yeah. takes. How did Mr. Ed talk? I do know he was filmed right next door to where we film. Ooh. Fun facts. Every, every day on the way to work, I walk past a big Mr. Ed poster. Really? <laughs> yeah, he was filmed on the same lot of the Jim Jeffrey show. I wish he was just stuffed. I know. <laughs> he was just there. Like, yeah, he's just you there. You rub him for luck on the way into the studio every morning. They make it, it's like an animatronic, like animatronic thing, like the Hall of Presidents. <laughs> they, <laughs> they reanimate his dead yeah. corpse. According to actor Alan Young, it was initially done by putting a piece of nylon thread in his mouth, but Ed actually learned to move his lips on cue when the trainer touched his hoof. Sure, Alan. Bullshit. Yeah. After, after enough months yeah. of just yeah. wrenching it open yeah. with some thread. Oh, he learned, did he? Yeah. <laughs> he somehow According cracked to this, that code. He wanted horses, to be an actor. <laughs> these horses are so smart. How they cow with fear now. He, you don't even need to you don't even need to hurt them anymore. They just do it when you touch their hoof. Yeah. <laughs> The same actress says, I don't know if Alan Young was like the main human star of this show. I forgot the names. Anyway, uh, in, in fact, he soon learned to do it when I stopped talking during a scene. Ed was very smart. Okay. Uh, reports no, circulated was- during and after the show's run that it was peanut butter. Um, Alan Young said in later interviews he invented the story. Maybe because the thread thing doesn't sound that nice, but... Uh. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, it's terrific. They're like, you can't do this to this horse. He's, he's really smart. That's like with a kid, like, uh, she's 17, yeah, but she's very mature. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's exactly. old soul. I don't think you yeah. should be dating a teenage girl, sir. No, she's, she's very... She's in the gate program. She's very <laughs> mature for her age. She's eight. I used to have to put peanut butter down there, but now I just tap her a little hoof. I tap her a little ankle. I used to have to put peanut butter down there. Oh, oh my God. You don't know what I'm talking about. You don't know what I'm talking about. That was open for interpretation. Not, not talking about her downstairs duck lips, that's nope. for sure. No. <laughs> I don't know if was wondering, Alan Young was indeed Wilbur a Mr. Ed. Well, did, did anybody ever watch that on Nick at Night? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I, yes. I've watched so many weird old sitcoms thanks to Nick at Night, which yeah. does, it's weird because now Nick at Night just plays like King of Queens. Yeah. And it's really? so fucking like, Well, friends. it's like how K Earth 101, it's, I mean, it's still oldies, the oldies but they're not playing like doo wop. It's, yeah, it's like Ace of Base. Yeah. It's just some, like, the term oldies doesn't just mean more than 30 years old. That's what I think. A specific era, I think. But I think but, that that just means we're, we're yeah, now oldies ourselves. Right. <laughs> and, and violently fighting against that. <laughs> Did you guys like, watch? This isn't old. This is from like 1986. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh god, it's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's oh yeah. We should. I remember the first time I heard a Madonna song on K Earth. I think mm-hmm. I was like in my early twenties. So like two years in the future. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a time traveler. I'm here to tell you. About. <laughs> 
But yeah, I remember I heard Madonna on K Earth, and I was like, "What? This can't be yeah, the right station." And then I was like, <gasps> "Oh no!" Yeah, they play Nirvana on KLOS, which is like the classic rock station. Yeah, mm. like classic rock is seventies. That's, that's right? also a specific. It's like Led Zeppelin. And I had genre. to four days ago in the writers' room explain who Ugly Kid Joe was. <laughs> oh my god! These oh. kids today, no respect. <laughs> yeah. No respect this terrible sub kid rock yeah, act. Exactly. Is that the, I hate everything about you. Is that yep. Okay, that's the only hit though, right? And, well, and they did, had a cover of Cats in the Cradle. Oh, that's right. oh that really? Was the other I one. Remember that? Yeah, that was there. Were there were two big hits, but everything about you was on the Wayne's World soundtrack. So how can you not know that? So that's classic. <laughs> Who doesn't own the Wayne's World soundtrack? <laughs> I know. Did that have? That's the reason that um, Bohemian Rhapsody. It, the highest ever charted was because of that movie, right? Yeah, that was the resurgence of Queen in yeah. America. After a few years after his death, because well, they had the was it which song was it where the video was where they were dressed as housewives? Was that I want to break free. I don't yes. remember. And that kind of killed their career in America for a while. Oh, did it really? Just because they were cross dressing? Yeah, it was like oh that. God, I somehow com- Americans. <laughs> This reminds me of the best Matt Knudsen joke. One of the best jokes ever. <laughs> I am a fan of that bit. Of Matt Knudsen's bit about Queen getting how Queen got his name. No, what is it? Well, it's it's a f- band with four guys. Uh, Freddie Mercury is the only gay person in the group, and he's just imagining the meeting when they're like pitching different names. <laughs> Freddie's like, "Okay, guys, how about this? The four homosexual men." <laughs> 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 I think it's most of the bit. It's uh, it could be could be paraphrasing it, but uh, yes. Uh, so that was Queen's resurgence. Uh, we were talking about well, Ugly Kid Joe. Yes, kids, look up your Ugly Kid for more information. Consult your local <laughs> library. Do you have a story? Were we on a story? Uh, oh yeah. Were. Sorry, I we will. There is. You wanted to do that weed story, that demon weed. I just thought it was interesting. I hadn't ever heard of this before, and people people seem to like that weed, right? Kids? People like that merit. They, they sure do now. <laughs> well, I've always heard that one of the medical benefits of weed was uh, people like in chemotherapy take it to keep from having nausea, right? Like it's supposed to make you not want to throw up. Evidently, there is this rare, mysterious vomiting illness linked to heavy marijuana use. Oh, this is exciting. Yeah. yeah. And so gross. It's crazy. Um, for 17 years, Chalfante Lene Queen suffered periodic episodes of violent retching and abdominal pain. They would knock her off her feet for days, sometimes leaving her writhing on the floor in pain. Um, she lost her job after being mistaken for an alcoholic. She racked up tens of thousands in medical bills, and her nausea interrupted her sex life. Towards the end of her illness, the five foot nine inch woman weighed just 109 pounds. Um, so doctors never got plan. to the bottom of what was ailing her. Yeah. She didn't have cancer. She had an obscure syndrome called cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome, a condition only recently acknowledged by the medical community. It affects a small population, namely a subset of marijuana users who smoke multiple times a day for months, years, or even decades. There's no hard data on the prevalence of the illness, but in California and Colorado, which have loosened marijuana laws in recent years, some emergency physicians say they're seeing it more often. Um, Dr. Amy Moulin at UC Davis said she's seen a rise in the number of cases since California voters legalized marijuana last November. Um, They say it's difficult to treat. There's no cure other than quit using marijuana. And many patients are skeptical that it's making them sick since they, so they keep using it and their vomiting episodes continue. And the other article I saw linking to this talked about how the only, let me see if I can find that real quickly. The only way that people can get uh, relief from this is by showering. Somehow that um, 
stops it. So people just spend their entire day taking hour long sho- hours long showers or vomiting. Uh, so if that's happening to you and you're smoking tons of pot, I would say stop. Let me see if I can find this quickly. Yeah, that seems like... It's seems not like, something that you contract and then you quit. So it's like, just stop. Well, but I, I could see you thinking this is the only thing that's make, keeping it from getting worse because one of the things you thought about pot was that it's um, it's going to stop you from having to throw up. Why can't I find this now? Well, but I mean, so they don't know what causes it? No. Because I have a theory. Okay. What's the theory? <laughs> well, this theory is because um, I, uh, I trimmed weed for a while as a job to make extra money. And a lot of times... It, uh, there's a mold on the weed. Uh-huh. Weed will be covered in this white mold stuff. And a lot of places do not give a shit and will still sell it. And what they do is they just trim out the big parts of mold. Mm. And then, because it can also look like really crystally weed. Mm. So you yeah. can sell it. And people are like, well, oh, look bro, at all this THC so on the front. I'm going to get so high from this weed. And they just sell it and people don't know, but it's mold. It's white mold. Well, if that's something unique to this to the U.S., you think, or people that are like lazy at trimming or something? Well, no, it has nothing to do with trimming. It's the growing process. It's people being bad at growing, which has happened more in places where weed is medical or legal. Oh, okay. Because um, even though they have a lot of laws right now, California's doing a real shit job of enforcing everything right mm-hmm. now. So a lot of places are still getting weed from just a dude who brings in weed in a fucking trash bag to a shop. Right. And that's typically the Hard weed that will have stuff that. like white mold on it. Yeah. So my theory is that these people are fucking smoking way too much white mold and it's making them throw up. That's possible. It was first described by Australian researchers in 2004 um, and it's marked by near constant vomiting episodes and an uncontrollable urge to shower. The warm water of a bath or shower keeps the CHS afflicted soul from continuing to vomit so they spend their life in flux between retching and rinsing. Well, I think the showering thing is probably not from the weed. That's from the vomiting. So the weed causes the vomiting. They're like, yeah, it's urge to yeah, shower. But, it must have because yeah. you're covered in your own puke. I've also so, got this urge to brush my oh. teeth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to gargle with water. I don't know what's going on. It's so weird. <laughs> But the one thing all the experts agree on is just take cannabis out and it stops immediately. So they don't know what causes it, but they they don't know the mechanisms, but they know what's caused by cannabis. So it's very rare. But if you're having that, um, and they're saying it's not a public health crisis or anything, but more and more people are seeing it. It's so. a good tip for anything, really. If you are putting anything in your body and your body's reaction is to vomit violently. Maybe cut it back. Don't put it in yeah. there. I have failed to take that advice on numerous occasions. <laughs> yeah, I guess me too. So I shouldn't judge. But uh, Beers? Anyone want beers and whiskey? Beers? beers? I want some cheese stolen from a set of Jim Jeffries show. First of all, that was a great idea. And I thank you, Matt, for the mic. heads up. Matt, a couple weeks ago, was like, there's a lot of food there, too. And I was like, hell yeah. And we brought Ziploc bags as a bit, air quotes, to do a joke. But yeah, it was now, really funny. Would you of, like some cheese and meat? Some warm <laughs> cheese and meat. It's one of those things you float as a joke, but you really mean it. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't it be so funny <laughs> if we just like made out right now? <laughs> like, like as a joke? Right. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? It's so funny. That would it's never like, happen. Hilarious. I don't even want to do it, but like I love jokes. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Isn't that an onion article? Uh, ironic porn purchase that leads to unironic ejaculation. <laughs> this I found just linked from this story. I put it at the top of the show notes. And Eva, the smell of sandalwood makes the human head sprout more hair. What? Right? Ooh. Sandalwood's in a lot of shaving products i love sandalwood it's a great essential oil there are all sorts of potential treatments for hair loss including pills injections and even this the suggestion of plucking the hairs that remain now comes a new i have not either 
now comes a new idea. Maybe like pruning a plant or something. I think yeah. it's just going to... A new idea. The odor of synthetic sandalwood. Synthetic, weird. May promote hair growth. The nose is the obvious place to look for the olfactory receptors that detect odors. But researchers now know that similar receptors are found in many parts of the body. This includes the skin around the hair follicles, where cells produce an olfactory re- receptor called OR2AT4 that plays a role in various physiological responses, such as fixing a cut. Raoul Paus at the University of Manchester and colleagues say there is already good evidence that forming a new hair uses a similar set of molecular tools as forming a new patch of skin after a wound. This made them wonder whether activating OR2AT4 could promote hair growth. To test the idea, the team used samples of human scalp donated by volunteers who had undergone facelift yeah. procedures. Yeesh. And immersed. I didn't know there was extra. I guess I should have assumed there's extra skin when you do that. Yeah. yeah. I think it's like, oh. you know, if you go from having really long hair to really short hair and then you'll donate the rest of the hair so they can make <laughs> a wig. Same. Totally the same. <laughs> oh, we're going to cut about uh, two inches off your face. So you don't have to, but if you want to donate your leftover face. <laughs> To swaths of love, and because they're tiny little pieces of skin, it's like they have at CVS. You put it in the little slot, like oh, it's for kids with cancer. You put your little skin in there, (laughs) attached to a penny. Yep, (laughs) because the penny's good luck. (laughs) So the researchers found a twenty-five to thirty percent increase in. Oh, hang on, wait a second. I didn't say at the end of this paragraph. So they immersed them these patches of skin in a sandalwood odorant for six days. They, show, they chose the synthetic sandalwood scent because it's an odor molecule particularly likely to bind to the OR2AT4 receptor. The researchers found a 25 to 30% increase in the secretion of a growth hormone in the scalp. In other words, the hormone plays a key role in promoting hair growth. The binding of scent and receptor also delayed the natural, de- the natural death of cells involved in hair formation, suggesting a longer growing phase for the hair. When PALS prevented the receptors from binding to the odor molecules, growth hormone levels in the scalp significantly decreased, and there was uptick in the rate of cell death in the hair follicles. Mm. We show for the first time that a human organ can be regulated by a simple, cosmetically widely used odorant, says Powell. The organ actually needs to be continuously stimulated by olfactory receptors for optimal growth. The synthetic sandalwood odorant could form the basis of an olfactotherapy. That's like, I guess they wanted to write aromatherapy but that's too full of bullshit <laughs> yeah exactly they're <laughs> like ah oh, damn it but it so, is like, essentially yeah applying it to the scalp could help promote hair growth so again it's it, could you have this as a topical like as a liquid or does it have to be just in a room that I smells don't like no but- synthetic sandalwood is widely used in cosmetics and perfumes Pau says natural sandalwood scent has a different structure, so it doesn't have the same effect. So you actually need whatever this... The, the fake the, version. The fake version yeah. of sandalwood is what you need. You need, so you need cheap crab. sandalwood. You need right. to be rubbing cheap sandalwood aftershave on your head rather than the... <laughs> the good shit. The good shit. Right. And I imagine the purpose of that for men is like to grow hair back so they look more virile and attractive, but like you're not you gonna fuck like anything sandalwood. if you smell like sandalwood. You're like, I've got a big date this weekend, and you're just like <laughs> dousing your head in synthetic sandalwood. <laughs> and soaked. It's in your apartment. You're just breathing it in. Saddle was an alright sense, isn't it? Like a patchouli-ish yeah. scent. What is it? Smell yeah. Like? Oh, I have. Don't some they have in my sandalwood purse. aftershaves? And yeah, they do. I have a blend in my purse, like sandalwood and patchouli is another. Um, they're nice, but it's so sometimes it's too strong. Ah, much too much. Yeah. All right. You have it with you here. I've got a spray that's a mix of um, some Tom Ford 
Uh, cologne oil. Do you have to say that? Yeah, I do. Did you because have to say yeah, I do. Be- yeah, I do because the place I got it is I stole it from a man, and I took two of the different scents, and one is a blend of patchouli and sandalwood, and I mixed a little bit of the oil, and I've been diluting it with water for the last like year, and it still works great as a perfume, and I have it. Mm. So that's why I had to say Tom Ford because I wanted also- people to know I stole it. You wanted to brag about being a thief. Yeah. Cool. Stealing from and also the, that's also how you know that it can be an overpowering scent if it's undiluted. Absolutely. Yes, that's like, whew, it's too much. Not worth it. Not worth it. You're like, this is too strong a scent. I am going to just stay here long enough to wait for you to go to the bathroom so I can steal your things and yep. then I'm out of here. Exactly. I want to smell this afterwards. Yeah, I, I'm sure I've smelled it, but I can't like picture the smell if that's even a thing you could do, you know? Can you? You can visualize the smell, sure. You can visualize anything, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're just living in a simulation. Go for it. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a very good point. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty promising. It seems like a way less invasive and cheap. It's probably too cheap. I'm sure like science isn't, uh, I'm sure big pharma isn't excited about the possibility of just some hippie scents regrowing your hair. Is this small pharma or medium-sized pharma? <laughs> They're mom and pop pharma. <laughs> yeah, mom and pop pharma, exactly. Pretty much it's just pharma or not. It's- yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. There's no star pharma startups that are just uh, making drugs in someone's garage. I think every sort of... Yeah, I mean, there are. Right. They're <laughs> illegal, but there are. There yeah. are. I'm sure there are. Yeah. Actually, that's a point. That is small pharma. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, that's medium-sized pharma. pharma. Then small pharma is just stuff that, that someone sells at a farmer's market that doesn't do anything. Right. <laughs> and what do you call it when you just combine all the condiments into one glass at Denny's? And a suicide. Like, uh, 12 years old and you dare someone to... Yeah. Yeah. That's that's medium pharma. And I'm local pharma. Oh, so is Megan, which just means we just have unmarked boxes of pills in our purse. <laughs> and we're like, do you have us? Do you have take one of these? It'll work. Yeah. What is it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I took a pill out of your purse earlier today. Like sandal, it know. was great. I got, I got <laughs> just go by color. Yep, I got a bag of pills. They're all healthy. That's boring. Green, yellow, white, <laughs> all the colors of pills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the three types of medicine. Yeah, the, there's green. green medicine, there's white medicine, and there's Lello medicine. Lello, yeah. <laughs> oh, I've been hanging out with a four-year-old. Can you tell? Lello. In general, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not related to her. It's soul. very weird, right? Old soul, four-year-old. Yeah, she's yeah, very she's mature. Gate program. Sure, very it's mature. not weird. She's very yeah. mature. It's not a strange thing at all. Huge tits on this four-year-old. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> We should probably wrap this up. Yeah, <laughs> not because of that. Not, I'm just... just before anyone further incriminates themselves. <laughs> Wendy and Megan, where can our listeners find you? Oh, uh, we'll listen to Jammers. With our podcast. Yeah. With a Z. Uh, and a J, in case you're confused, like Jif and Gif. Yep. It's Jammers with a J. And a Z. A no, 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 never. Uh, and then uh, on Instagram, at Handsome Party Butt. <laughs> um, yeah, same jammers because that's our show, and Matt was on it. So listen to Matt's nice. episode. It was I really, was, I was, it was on it. Very about, fun. It was a fun episode. It was. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, th- I think it was probably the most fun episode. Oh, it was definitely the was, best episode yeah, we've ever podcast? done. It was the yeah of any podcast ever. Yeah, I'm yeah, still, not just ours. I'm in the thinking. history of podcasts, right? It's going to win the award for best episode yeah, at the podcast ever. awards. Yeah, and we're really good at creative writing, and so the title of that is "Science is Fun and Cool." Um, <laughs> Nice. I spent a lot of time with my niece. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so yeah, listen to that. And then follow me on Instagram at WendyBird82. And I don't know when you guys, if you're in New York, come. I do a monthly show there called Glamour Puss. So come to that. And then I mostly am in New York and I put all my shows on Instagram because I don't have a website because I'm lazy. Um, we, we definitely have New York listeners. So go and see, yeah, go yeah. and see Wendy. She's very, very funny. Thank go and track you. down Megan in LA. 
Good luck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got to come to my fucking apartment. <laughs> Check out Jammers. And uh, by the time this comes out, I'm trying to think whether we'll still have time to plug. Uh, still, if you're, listen- if you're interested in having us come to Australia. Yeah, uh, we, have, we haven't... We haven't, really we haven't received any emails yet about that because the episode where we mentioned yet, it last so. week hasn't come out yet at it's the like time the that we're recording. college show. That's exactly what I was show, thinking. Yeah. So, but yeah, don't do... If you want us to come to Australia and you're in Australia already or nearby to Australia, then let us know and we'll see if there's enough interest to make this happen because mm-hmm. I think we can. I looked at our numbers and I think we can... We surprise have a surprisingly large number of proportionately. Proportionally, it's, it would still require a lot of a uh, high percentage of commitment from the Australian listeners for this. To I be, think it uh, would need a fair number of people who listen to the show to come and find us. So we'll have yeah. to make it. A f- <laughs> we'll make it worth your while. Yeah, drinks are on me. If you drive more than five hundred kilometers, is that how they do distance down there? I'm guessing. Yeah, they do yeah. it in units of five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, you can find us at Probably Science yes. and individually at Andy T. Wood at Matt Kirshen. Mm-hmm. The Jim Jeffrey show is still on for another couple of months for this season. Hopefully there'll be more. Who knows? I'll know by the time this episode comes out, I think. But right now I don't know. So uh, hopefully that. But either way, keep watching the Jim Jeffrey show on Comedy Central. Yes. If you have questions, comments, clarifications, stories you'd like us to cover, you can email us probablyscience at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us Facebook slash Probably Science. Mm-hmm. Just find us. Uh, it's easy enough to yeah. find us. Yeah. And listen to Jammers. Do that. And thank you so much for joining us, both yeah, of you. Guys, thank you for having us. Thanks, guys. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.